What's going on, everybody? It is your coach, your fitness guru. No, I'm not a guru by any means. New to the game, but passionate nonetheless. It's Coach Mike here, bringing you guys another special podcast, public, open to everyone, not prescription required. This is for the Gen Pop. Today, recording this, June 21st. 2022 on a beautiful sunny day in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, depending on where you're listening to this from, it is the first day of summer and I thought what a way to kick this off is to kind of talk about how can we be successful in a fitness program without access to the gym or while we're on summer holidays, we're working, we're looking at, you know, getting out and doing things with the family. Maybe you're taking some time away from work. Maybe you're, um, you know, a teacher and you got a couple months off or whatever the the case may be. Well, how do we do this? How do we make these changes when probably for a lot of us, this is the time year where the, you know, we get into a maybe indulgence. Maybe we're drinking a little more. The barbecue comes out more frequently. Uh, family and friends are around. We we kind of get into a bit of a different mode. So I'm going to take this conversation in a couple different directions, and I may surprise some of you as to kind of why why what I'm going to talk about and why that's important. So first and foremost, um, before we kind of dive into that, this is kind of a tie-in. Uh, super proud of, put a lot of work into, and I, and of course, I want to give everybody the opportunity to be a part of something that's really, really special, especially if, again, you don't have access to the gym, or you don't want to go to the gym, maybe you have limited equipment at home, maybe you have no equipment at home, and you're looking to add that little bit of an extra edge, Function First Fitness online program is now officially live. It's up and running. It's moving. It's got all instructional videos that I've done myself um, personally. So you're going to see my mug for all of your instructional videos, whether you have weights or you don't, whether you have access to a gym or you don't. There's something for everybody. And far past that, the part that I love the most is the accountability, the connectivity to tracking your calories, understanding uh, your or understanding, but tracking your steps, um, looking at all the metrics on there, and giving me access to that, so we can kind of work through that accountability call. We're going to do a couple times a month. We're going to see where you're at. You get 24 hour messaging on there as well. So if you're stuck, you need a question answered. You got audio, you got video, and you got text messaging systems to get across your message. Um, to help you guide through this program. Again, I talk about fitness from a very practical, manageable way of doing things. It has to be something that you can add to your life. And there's ups and downs through the season, through the years. A lot of us, me included, um, you know, it's golfing season. And I love to get out and hit the golf ball. Um, I found a brand new life. And you guys are going to think I'm crazy. Maybe you're not. I found a new love for walking the golf course, believe it or not. And I'm I'm kind of one of those beer drinking, cart riding, get to your ball, hit it, drive up to the next shot, hit it, kind of let's rip through this and get something to eat type of golfer. Even though I love the game, I take the game seriously and I try and um, improve my game every year. I've just really found that, that a little bit extra of movement um, for me is kind of, it's improved my 
outside of working out fitness greatly. Something in the winter that I really struggled with. Um, I'm not a treadmill person. I'm not a stationary bike person. I'm I'm always I'm a very you know in motion. I like to be outside. You know, if I want to walk, I, I've got to do it outside, colder or warm. I'm I just I don't get the ability to want to do it inside. That's why I couldn't own a Peloton or couldn't do that stuff. Even though I think a lot of people. Uh, it's what they need. It's just, again, everyone's individual and it's not something that um, works for me. So I found I struggle a little bit in the winter, um, put on a couple LBs, extra LBs, which is totally fine, totally cool with that. So I'm going to segue into that as one of these key tips as to what we need to do for summer. Um, and I just found adding that to my, you know, taking the dogs for a walk and adding that to kind of my day-to-day just, just as made such a world of difference um to the way I feel and I and I'm not we're not talking about weight here we're not talking about what the scale number is I don't really know um it's about how am I feeling at the end of the day where's my energy at and um how are my relationship how's my view on the world I know I get a little deeper uh sometimes and and that's a big part of that's your foundation and that's kind of where I want to go into first with with these tips with with going into summer. And I think the biggest one is just to not be so hard on yourself and to give yourself some structure as to what your summer looks like accountability wise. And, um, you know, whether you have access to a gym or not, maybe that's committing to uh, a different method of exercise or committing to doing certain things at certain times a day or scaling back or scaling up your your exercise programming um, into something that's going to fit a little bit better within your schedule and adding a walk or you know if you have pets or you're getting out there it's the time of year uh, you know if you're in western Canada or, or northern hemisphere type thing you don't have um, it's not comfortable to do all year round I mean it's I mean we do it we you know we put our shoes on and our big boy pants and our big girl pants and our jackets and whatever else and we bundle up when we go through in the winter but what are the what's the likelihood that you're gonna have the discipline all the time to do that um when a lot of other things are going on in your life you know is it practical for a lot of people depends on you the listener as to whether that you can answer that question honestly and again I always want you guys to be able to to ask yourself where you're currently at and are you willing to do those things and that's that's got to be the the first and foremost and there's no better time than the summer to say you know what a half hour one hour walk is not going to do me any harm it's going to improve and that's something you can add you know if you're not getting to the gym as frequent or uh, you know Sally and Bob are coming over for barbecue at 5 p.m and you're off work for a week or two or you know, you just went to Costco and bought a, a case of white wine or, or a, a case of beer and you're you're getting ready to play volleyball or do activities and things like that or just sit around a lounge chair and shoot the shit till midnight. We're all there. We've all been there. And it's like, okay, how can I fit in um, some sort of movement or some sort of exercise to do that. And I think walking is one of the most underrated things that people can do. I tell people all the time, like, get moving more. You know, that one hour in the gym or that 30 minutes you spent lifting weights, 
is a is building a uh, more adaptive and efficient system to help regulate weight. It's not in the moment calorie burning. So don't look at the exercise programming that either I'm giving you or you're getting from a coach you're doing on your own as including the treadmill as, oh, I need to burn 300 calories. That That is not the reason you go into those particular exercises. And if it is, I really evaluate why you're doing that because for most people um, who are not doing it for a competitive nature, for financial reasons, um, there's really most people don't like doing that stuff or they feel it's a punishment or it's something that they shouldn't be doing. Like, fuck, you know, I ate a shitty, I ate a bag of chips last night and I probably should go on the treadmill and burn 300 calories so I can counter that. Like, it doesn't work that way, really. I mean... You know, we understand the calories in versus calories out. Yeah, but Mike, if I take in 1,800 and I burn 2,100 and I'm in a deficit of 200, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. laws of physics, we understand that. But do you really know that's what you're doing? And what is your body doing while you're on the treadmill? You know, are you in a sprint? Are you using stored glycogen instead of fat? Are you are you uh, creating this adaptive feature where your body's like, oh, now we're going to be conditioned for running or we're going to be doing these particular things. Walking and movements like that, that we can get into habits. Of doing. And it, again, if you're inside a gym on a treadmill doing that stuff, I'm not saying you shouldn't. If you enjoy doing it and it's a part of your routine, do it by all means. I'm just saying don't do it for the simple fact of the particular calories you think you're going to burn while on the machine, okay? It's got to be a lifestyle habit. It's got to be something you change so that you can physically create um, a regiment. Maybe that's a seasonal regiment because we're in summer and that's what we're trying to talk about to get you to that point, really. Um, you know, what is your what does the rest of the year look like for training? What is the What did the past look like for training? And are you... Are you able to maintain that or does those particular things need change? Um, and the best thing to do, and again, I know you got, I'm a coach and I know you're listening to this. I'm not hiding behind the bush where it's like, well, he's just going to say hire a coach because that's how he makes his money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I make a living doing this. Um, I would do it for free if I could pay the bills. Unfortunately, the world doesn't work that way. And... If you guys didn't have to pay for it, if I didn't have to pay for it in different ways, I don't think it would get done. Like, I really, I really want to say, like, I think when you pay for something and you're held accountable to it, you're more likely to adhere to it. When you're more likely to adhere to it, you're more likely to enjoy it. When you're more likely to enjoy it, it's more likely going to improve your life. And when it improves your life, you're going to see the value in it. So this is kind of makes a circle, right? Because a lot of times people don't see the value in it right off the bat. It's, it's like an exchange of money for um, it, a service, but it's it's like, okay, my car payment's $400 a month. My mortgage is $2,000. My phone's 100 My utilities are 500 And my investments are... 30 cents. <laughs> that was an economy inflation joke. Um, and you're like, oh, now I have to pay between, depending on your coach, three and $500, $600 a month 
to go see somebody who's going to instruct me on exercising, like, that's a fucking car payment. And that's the view that a lot of people look at it, but it's not. It's an investment in your long-term health. It should be the number one thing you look at. And I don't even think, and I'm not even saying you need to come see. I'm not saying you need to use me, use my services. I'm just saying, or you have to pay that type of money. I'm just saying you have to look at what you're doing for yourself and and the ability to make long-term change as an investment in longevity, an investment in memories, an investment in happiness, an investment in more time on this planet because you get one shot at it, we think. I don't know. And that's the viewpoint because we all know that we'll spend forty or 50000 on a car that in five or six years you won't even be driving anymore because now you're into another fifty or $60,000 car and you just continue that car payment. Or you drive that car for 10 years and then it falls apart and you just got to go and buy a new one. The car didn't do anything for you other than get you to where you need to go. Right? You don't probably plead an argument well if i didn't get to go to work then i mean if i didn't have a car i couldn't get to work. totally fine but you can go and buy a thousand dollar car probably put a thousand dollars into it once a year with oil changes and belts and brakes and a bunch of other shit and it'll probably get you to work and it won't cost you that much money so anyway throwing that out there arguing with myself over certain things Summer months are are one of those funny times of year as a trainer where a lot of clients actually funnel into the gyms because they have more time off and a lot of clients funnel out of the gyms because they have a lot of time off. So we get this yin and yang type of effect or this, that's kind of the wrong term, I don't know. You guys get it, I hope, where just as many people usually are coming in as out it doesn't seem as busy in the summer times because there's a lot of moving parts with how people are addressing the summer, holidays, time off. Uh, I'd rather sit outside and bake in the sun and drink a beer than bake inside a gym with some coach telling me what to do or doing it on my own. Totally get it. Um, and it's a lot of times what what happens is, is we start to mismanage that summer And next thing you know, oh, I'm going to say like October rolls around and you have this larger influx coming through the doors of like, holy shit, I added 15 pounds. What happened the last three months? And I feel like crap and I need to get back into shape. And October till January is getting you back. It'll take a little quicker than that, but you never know. Getting you back to maybe where you were. So you've kind of pulled that back a little bit. And then you're kind of getting the road going again. I'm going to tell you a little story on what happened through COVID with some clients of mine when they did a online exercise program twice a week for half an hour. And we're talking like bodyweight shit. We're talking like I got no equipment, but I'm willing to listen to you and get me back to where I was. And for a lockdown period of about 10 weeks, uh, these individuals doing bodyweight exercises in front of a camera twice a week, sometimes three, depending on, on what was going on, uh, were able to come back in the gym after a lockdown and literally almost resume exactly where they were with weights because they kept their body moving. They kept that conditioning up. So 
Going back to another tip that we can do during the summer is manage something. Again, we talked about walking. We talked about some programming. Online programming is a great place to go. You can hybrid that with in-personal training. You can do strictly online training. You can do strictly personal training. You can do neither of them and create your own program if that's what you want, where you're, you've got gym equipment. You're like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, gas is expensive. Times are tight. I get it. I want to create a workout program and that's it. Or you could actually have a coach build your workout program, a one-time fee of whatever they charge. I do them too. It's really dependent on how many days a week you want, what you want out of it, and what your cycles are like, and what we're trying to achieve and how much guidance and accountability you want with it. But there's really no rules when it comes to that. You can get stuff for free online uh, if you look in the right places. So there's a lot of options out there. And what I always tell people is find something and just stick with it because it's, again, it comes back to making sure that you itemize and put down some sort of system that's going to work for you within your life when it comes to summer. So if you're that person that just like, I'm going to hide away at the lake and drink beer for two months. Maybe that's like, okay, when I get up in the morning at 8 a.m., I hopefully I'm, you guys aren't drinking beer at 8 in the morning. I know holidays are there. It's been a tough year. I'm sure some of you are like, fuck, yeah, we're going to be drinking some beer at 8 in the morning. But I'm hoping that it's more like get up at 8 in the morning. I'm going to do my, my body weight squats. I'm going to lunge. I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm going to do some, some pike holds. I'm going to do some sit-ups, some dead bugs bit of bird dog in the morning. I'm going to stretch through uh, through a stretch program, 90-90s, combat stretches, thoracic twists, um, you know, some T-spine stuff, some shoulder stuff. 20 minutes goes by. You're limber. You got a little bit of blood pump, pumping into the muscles. It takes you to 9 a.m. You, you're, you're pumping coffee into your body, getting ready for breakfast, and then you go back into your day. And maybe that's a routine you create twice or three times a week. You find that time slot, you're able to do that. You tell yourself, I'm doing 40 repetitions of bodyweight squats, 40 push-ups, and you can break that up into sets. That doesn't mean you have to do them simultaneously. And you're going to check that off the box. That's first and foremost, or that's this point in time. You're going to set an alarm on your phone um, that indicates it's time to work out, and you're going to hold yourself accountable for that. Now, at no point am I giving anybody an opportunity to say, well, yeah, but Sally came over for a barbecue at five and I didn't find time to do it. That's something you need to go back and say, do I and when do I have time where I'm not going to get interrupted by other people, right? Um, you know, when, from, a pers- from the perspective of a coach or a fitness trainer or something like myself who's in a gym 30 hours a week, I'm doing fitness-related stuff 40 to 45 hours a week, and then I have to work out on top of that. Now, by no means, and I know some of you have said this to me in person, like, oh, poor you, Mike. Um, It's not, and I'm laughing because you're kind of right, but I'm going to say it anyways because I just want to give you my perspective. I just want to I just, I need you guys. I need to take a little from you guys, just a little bit. I find it fucking hard sometimes to get involved with my own personal fitness. I'm involved in everybody else's all day long. 
I mean, it's a very rewarding and fulfilling place to be. It's amazing to have people come through the door and look to you to help them improve their lives. Like there's no greater feeling. And if you really dig in deep, especially if you're a client or somebody interested, like I take this shit real serious and I want, and I have to mold myself to everyone's um, personal fears, their, um, their goals, their ambitions, their personalities, all of those things have to come in factor. And that, that helps mold the relationship between the coach and the client. Right. And as a coach, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act. It's always here and there, depending on who it is you're, you're working with and what you're trying to achieve. Right. Um, but then I have to find time somewhere in that whole vicinity of time when I'm not making podcasts or I'm not doing online programming or I'm not doing regular programming or I'm not in the facility or I'm not marketing or I'm not um, asking questions or doing consultations or general fitness Q&A stuff. All that stuff I love. It's very important. But then it's like I got to I got to get my workout in. What am I doing for my personal health? What does my um, routine look like? And for me, it comes down to about three days a week. It comes down to uh, hip shoulder mobility. It comes down to stretching. And it comes down to a literally a block of semi-strength training once a week to make sure that I just maintain where I'm currently at. Um no accelerated programming, no massive goals to hit as far as strength or um, performance, but maintenance. And why do I do that or why do I set that up? Well, a couple different things. Like I mentioned earlier, I really enjoy golfing. Golfing's a big part of my summer. It's a big part of my uh, fiance's life. It's a big part of the people around me. Uh, other coaches, friends, family. Um, I'm in that world and it's important to maintain that. That's my summer. That's what I enjoy doing over summer. And I want to make sure that I can maintain that and I have that balance. And then, you know, between that, it's it's taking the dogs for a walk. It's sitting in the backyard, having a coffee in the sun. It's uh, the late night barbecues. It's all that stuff. So I create this summer of what my summer looks like a couple trips to the mountains things like that so i have ahead of time a plan right and i understand that plan and i execute that plan and for somebody who's gone through cycles of achieving larger goals or set their training program with extreme amounts of volume or doing endurance type um events or doing strength type events it's it it's a very double-edged sword for me to where I'm like I want to push my training but I know that that's not where that's not going to be conducive to my the way I want to present myself over summer so it really comes back again to you guys as to how do you want to approach your summer what are you willing to do and not do? And then we're going to talk nutrition here in a little bit because I want to talk about the weight thing because it's it's always there. It's like it's kind of that it's that place that it's that 
yes and no answer that or depends answer that a lot of coaches uh, me specifically are going to kind of work on and it may be one of the big surprising factors that you guys are going to maybe are going to take for are you going to look at it as a surprise but you shouldn't be in a fucking calorie deficit all year round you shouldn't be chasing weight loss all year round you shouldn't be chasing a perfect body all year round or for that matter at all all right and the reason that is is because when you are okay with something that you're still progressing with you're going to be a lot more fulfilled and happy than chasing something that is not objectively either in in the the short term or the long term and is going to take a lot of work to do and may take a lot of sacrifice that affects other ends of your life. Um, it's like going on vacation and trying to watch what you eat. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And some of you are like, oh, whoa, Mike, whoa. You know, like I want to lose 10 pounds and I have a Mexico trip booked. Uh, okay. I just, I don't go to Mexico to fucking watch my weight. I go to Mexico to eat five pounds worth of food and enjoy myself and enjoy all that money I had to spend and enjoy the atmosphere and the view in the small span of seven to ten days or whatever that may be um, on a holiday like that that generally are, they don't come very often for me. I don't do them all the time. Um, maybe that's prepping before you go. A little bit. Maybe that's countering a little bit of that. Hey, I'm going to work a little extra hard six to eight weeks before the trip. And then I'm going to enjoy myself on the trip. Well, what I'm trying to get at is when you go into the summer months, I think it's important to really be realistic with what you're willing to achieve as far as a number on the scale and what you're willing to do to get there. And what, how does that affect the rest of your life? Um, there, and not the rest of your life until you're dead, but I mean like the people around you, like your circle, um, your ripple effect, right? Because as you move through the world, as you go to work, as you have relationships with your family, as you do all these things in a day-to-day basis, you're affecting those people some way or another, right? We're all affecting each other in certain ways. And sometimes we don't think of that stuff as like, if I'm miserable all the time, maybe I'm dieting for a, a show where I want to get sub 10% or I'm doing something particular for my fitness business or my own personal goals. And I'm going to, I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm making other people's lives worse off or I'm negatively affecting, um, other people as a result of what I'm doing, sometimes that's a place where you really have to kind of pull the, the the curtain back and be like, is this worth doing right now? All right? And it's always coming down to a conversation. And I always think that it's important in all relationships, um, whether that's your spouse, your partner, your family members, your coworkers, your boss, your kids, whatever that may be, that there is a 
underlying understanding as to what you're trying to do, where you're going, and what that may look like positively and negatively. And going into the summer for most of us, especially again in the climate that I'm in, we have a very small window of warm weather. I mean, it's the end of June already, and we might have a good 90 to 100 days of this weather before it starts, before that cold air starts to breeze through. I know you guys are swearing at me already. And then we go back into fucking shoveling and you're going, what just happened? If you can, if you live here, you can relate to me. If you're in a climate like that, you know right away. Like I walk outside right now in my shorts and a t-shirt and I'm loving life. But I know that that clock spins so fucking fast. And the next thing I'm going to know, I'm going to be shoveling snow. I'm like, fuck, where did 2022 summer go? It's gone. So I really have to think about how I want to cherish that summer. And I think that's important for everyone to really look at what we're trying to do. Um, and and I think getting on the scale and worrying about too much of your weight sometimes is detrimental to your success. I think a lot of people either come out of the gate too hard, too fast, or try and sacrifice too much. And... And I've been there. Fuck, have I ever been there? I remember doing my carnivore diet, and I think the biggest thing that people asked out there was like, what was the biggest negative drawback? It was the relationships and the the criticism and the things that happened with the people around me. That was the worst part. It wasn't that I wasn't eating carbs. I was just eating meat all day or you know, my energy was low at certain times or my strength wasn't there or my strength was there. Like... A lot of good, positive things came out of it as well as, as an experiment. But there was a, a lot of negative drawbacks, you know. And I wasn't big on, again, you're, you're going to get, go through some of these things, especially if you're trying to cut weight, where people around you aren't thinking like you are. And they don't understand maybe where you're coming from. And when people don't understand, they kind of want you to... You know, they want to bring you to their level of where they're thinking, not not good or bad. It's just if they're drinking beer and eating cheesecake, well, you should come on, have a beer, have a piece of cheesecake because they're doing it. And they have to sometimes people look at it like, hey, like I'm enjoying myself. You should enjoy yourself this way. And maybe they don't understand or they don't correlate the two. And that and that's. That's totally fine. And it goes back to like bringing that out and having that conversation and making sure that if you have very specific or strict related goals that are going to affect others, that that comes out in the, in the, the front end, right? And summer is one of those months where um, for me personally, I feel like it's the time of year to let go a little bit about, you know, people are always losing weight or trying to get ripped in the summer, I'm like, I'm trying to get fucking fat in the summer. Like, I don't give a shit. I want to have a beer. I'm going to have some Putin. I don't know why Putin came in. Poutine. You know what I mean? You're laughing at me. I know you guys are laughing at me right now. Big ass steaks. Got a big tomahawk in the freezer. I'm eating carbs. I'm, you know, but I'm walking lots. I'm training lots. Like, I am by no means giving two shits about whether or not I am like 173.624 pounds or I'm 180 pounds or 
what not. And because I've given myself the ability to say, it's this is the time of year where I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. And I'm going to make sure that the people around me are, are enjoying what that brings to me. And then in the winter months when everybody's doing their own thing or back to work or or no one wants to come over because the road conditions are shitty, that's different. Then we can hammer things a little bit more. Training levels go up a little bit. The the dietary things tighten up a little bit. Um, you know, I'm sleeping a whole lot more. All these things come in effect and it's okay to go through cycles like that. And like I said before, you should never always just be in a calorie deficit. You should be maintaining, you should be gaining, and you should be going through these cycles. Now, again, I'm very, I'm talking specifically to the general population of people who go in and out of these, you know, diets and they're not satisfied with the way they are, blah, 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 blah. Totally get it. Um, I will bring up the elephant in the room because I think it's important when it comes to this because by no means do I want to um, glorify or look at um, extreme people who are extremely overweight or maybe are suffering from conditions or have some issues with their eating or have some health concerns or whatnot. That's a different animal. That's a very, and I take that extremely seriously. Again, that's a health marker. That's things that we want to do and improve on. And there's a different conversation for that, for sure. Um, really opened my eyes when I got my weight management special uh, specialization and uh, started to look at, you know, the BMI and uh, bariatric surgeries and eating disorders and metabolic disorders and the whole habit forming part of, of why people eat the way they eat or things that trigger th- all of these different things. And by no means is that a, um, a light subject or should it be taken lightly by any means. And if you're one of those people struggling, um, you know, I think the foundation of your approach to fitness is still the same. I think it needs to be um, put on the on the the utmost of importance, but that is a decision that you generally have to make. And what goes with that decision is the understanding, and this is where a coach can come in or uh, somebody outside to have that conversation as to what you're willing and what you're going to have to go through to achieve it. And that road is not always easy. And that road is not linear and that road takes time. And when you're willing to put in the time and you're willing to run over the speed bumps um, and you're willing to understand that nothing's perfect and you're willing to understand that there are going to be moments of uneasiness, there are going to be very challenging moments, there's a lot of rewarding moments, there's all of these mixed bag of emotions that go along with it um and but you're still willing to stick to something that's going to help improve your life you're going to be so much better off and that's a journey that um I've been on with a couple people and um it's been awesome to say the least it's been challenging it's been hard it's been very emotional but it, again it comes back to the decision-making. 
right, of where you're currently at. And you have to really, really get real with yourself. Pen and paper is a great place to do that. Um, you know, something that I did when I got into this, and I've mentioned in some of the earlier podcasts, of, you know, being okay standing in front of the mirror and being like, you know, this is this is a wonderful human being. This is someone who's really tried really hard to be the best version of myself. This is somebody who's failed. This is somebody who's gone through adversity. This is somebody who's not perfect. This is somebody who's going to make more mistakes in his life. This is somebody who is giving a little tiny, tiny, tiny piece to the, to the world. And if you can stand in front of the mirror and and say those same things, and you should say those things, same things, no matter where you are, no matter where you are in your your journey, your path forward is going to be a lot easier. Um, you know, you need to fail, you need to fuck up, you need to have moments where things aren't perfect. I think for most of us, a majority of your life moving forward it is going to be um, trial and error, and I think that's a fucking good thing. And we don't look at it like that. We're we're so consumed with how we visualize other people living these wonderful lives, and it's not the fucking case. It's just not. And you got to look at your own life. You got to look at all the wonderful things you've done and all the wonderful people that are in it and the relationships you have and the things that you've accomplished um, and take that for for what it is for today and try and build and improve on it. And that's it. You got to plug away. You got to keep pushing the needle. Um, so it, all in all, um, summer is here. I, again, I implore you guys to create a plan of some sort execute your plan no matter how small or big it is uh, how it fits into your life enjoy yourself and um, try and be just a little bit better every day you know and that comes in different facets you know that's you know opening the door for somebody or maybe paying for somebody's coffee or smiling or um, you know acknowledging how wonderful somebody uh, makes you feel or uh, how they look that day or whatever in you because you never never know the impact that that has on that person and if that's all you do for today is give somebody a smile or a thank you or acknowledge them for for who they are your that's improving every day so I hope you guys love the content uh, subscribe if you want to get onto the subscription list uh, for some of the episodes we do uh, for subscribers only, just helps the channel. If not, keep listening anyway. Lots of free content. You can check me out on Facebook, Function First Fitness, or Michael Sobke. You can check me out on Instagram, Function First Fitness. Function First Fitness everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, you can find me in person over at Free Fitness, uh, 115072020th Street, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. One of the best gyms on the planet to work. It has a variety of some of the most amazing coaches uh, that I've been the honor to work with. And what a community of uh, clients. Oh, fuck. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The gym industry has some of the best 
client communities ever. And if you are looking to get involved in a gym, whether that's one-on-one, group, once a week, five days a week, dip your toes in, do a drop-in, whatever that may be, like the community of people, everyone's there for the same reason. It's the most relatable environment on the planet, and I fucking hate when people are in... We're, we're getting out of this. I know we are. I see it. Um, and that's why we have private gyms the way that we do. We open these gyms and these gyms come out because there's a need for it. That intimidation factor of people who don't know what they're doing or, or have been afraid to work out because they don't want to be intimidated by all the muscle heads and meatheads in the gym. And if you're a muscle head or meathead listening to this, you get what I'm saying. Because you... You know that you don't care, I would hope you don't, that you're actually appreciative when somebody comes in there and is intimidated and wants to work out and you know that you're like, hey, I'm in the same boat. Like this community of of people exercising and training and trying to improve their, it's the most relatable thing on the, there's no other environment that I can think of without relatability. There really isn't you're all there for the same thing. So if you're on the fence with training in person, you want to have a consultation, you want to see the environment for yourself before diving in on a financial end of it, um, get a hold of me, DM me, mess, you know, uh, click the link below. Book yourself a consultation. I'd be happy to show you the gym. I'd be happy to give you the rundown um, of the services, the gym environment, and you make that decision on your own. No questions asked in fact i give you a free session um as well so i hope you guys enjoyed this it's 41 minutes in it's one of the longer episodes i felt the need to do it on summer this should be airing on the 22nd or 3rd uh so it might be a day or two after but you know first day a couple days of summer um thank you guys so much again love y'all uh keep listening And we'll check you guys out on the next one.